0: I just want to take us right into the Word of God. Let's open our Bibles. Let's go to Joel chapter number 2 and verse number 21. And we're going to read a number of scriptures here as our text here today. Joel chapter 2 and verse 21. And I just want to say it's no accident what Sister Wisnet prophesied and spoke in the Word of Faith here today. Because you're going to find these same words in our text here today. I believe the Word of God is going to speak to us here today. Amen. For Joel 2 and 21 says, Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Hallelujah. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. I don't know if you come ready to give a shout to God. Hallelujah. I don't know if you come ready to give God some praise and rejoice in Him. Because the Lord will do great things. I want to read the rest of this passage to you. Some of it you may recognize. It says this. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field. For the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the tree beareth her fruit. And fig tr- uh, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then. Ye children of Zion. And rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain moderately. And he will cause to come down for you the rain. The former rain. Somebody say the former rain. And the latter rain. Somebody say and the latter rain. In the first month. And the floors shall be full of wheat. Somebody say full. And the fats shall overflow somebody say overflow with wine and oil and i will restore somebody say restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm my great army which i sent among you and ye shall eat in plenty somebody say plenty and be satisfied somebody say satisfied And praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaidens. In those days will I pour out my spirit. Somebody say, he'll pour it out. He said this, And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass. Somebody say, it's going to happen. That whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be Deliverance. Somebody say, Deliverance. As the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Praise God. That's Joel's prophecy at the end of chapter 2, and you may have recognized that middle portion because it was preached by the Apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost when he proclaimed also that this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, that in the last days, i will pour out my spirit amen and so i want to preach for a little while on this thought here today fear not o land fear not o land amen would you put your bibles down and help me pray over the remainder of this service jesus we worship you we thank you for your goodness we thank you for your spirit that has moved mightily in our midst god we ask your blessing As we look into your word, we ask your favor. We ask that every person under the sound of my voice, God, I ask that they would be filled with your spirit, that they would be changed, and that they would be delivered, God, as your word prophesies in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Why don't we worship the Lord if we believe that prayer here today? I thank you, Lord. I praise your wonderful name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You could be seated at this house. In case you were wondering, I'm going to take off, not like a big old airplane today, but I'm going to take off like a helicopter today. So I hope you're ready for the word of the Lord as God put it into my spirit today. You know, something I find very interesting in the natural world, especially now living in a more agriculture area, is just how incredible a farmer is. That a farmer can take a field that just looks like a bunch of dirt to me, and they can make almond trees out of it. That field, that same field, even without his involvement, is going to grow, and it's going to be green, and it's going to be lush just from the grass that'll grow from the rain. But it's amazing how the farmer can take that rain and take that water and take something that seems to be unusable for anything and make it fruitful. He can restore even. That's why if you've ever seen a property for sale out anywhere in Yolo County, if it has some acres, even if it's just a shack on that property, it's worth about $3 million. And you're like, man, this house is good for nothing. This house is little. This house is broken down. But it's the land that it has. It has potential because that land could give you as the owner, a return. All right? But it is with the water that there is restoration that can happen. The Lord spoke through the prophet Joel to not be afraid. Somebody say, not be afraid. But be glad and rejoice because the Lord will do great things. I just want to tell you today that just as it was prophesied back then, So is it true even here today. The Lord will do great things today in the name of Jesus. What did David say? He said, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. It's because it's his day that something good can happen, that something great can happen. Hallelujah, and on a Sunday morning, I just come to speak faith to our church here today that great things can still happen, and great things are still to come, and restoration can happen in your life today. He told them to not be afraid because the fruitfulness that was going to come to their land. Joel prophesied that this would happen because the former rain typically that would happen in autumn and the latter rain that would typically happen in spring would all happen in the same month. There was former rain, but then when it came to the latter rain time, there was former and latter rain. They got double of the former and the latter as well. And because of this happening, we would call this a bumper crop. The the field, because of the extra moisture, the rain that it received, it would produce so much more crop. It would produce just that much extra because of the timing of the rain. He said the restoration of the land would be abundant somebody say abundant. abundant and testifying of the greatness of God he took them to an object lesson at, like in Sunday school he said just like when the 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 rain comes all together like it does sometimes that you have this extra crop, so is the Lord's goodness, and so is His greatness, and so is what He is going to do in the days to come. I've just come to claim that prophecy in the Word of God as Christians, that rain can and rain will come. Hallelujah and rain, not just in the physical, but the rain of God can fall on us and it can produce fruit in us. The Lord said, I will do great things. You ought to testify that today in yourself, that the Lord will do great things and the Lord has done great things and greater things are still to come. Look at somebody next to you and say, you ain't seen nothing yet. Come on, you better mean that as you say that here today. We ain't seen nothing yet. Hallelujah, because Joel prophesied it, we can claim it. We can receive it. And the revelation here about the former in the latter in the same month is he doesn't need a lot of time. He doesn't need a lot of time to make it happen. Our God can do anything. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us when Jesus healed blind Bartimaeus, who cried out to Jesus, Son of God, Son of David, have mercy on me. He simply said, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. He was healed in just a moment. In the in the, the book of Luke, the, the, the scripture tells us that and in that same hour, in the same hour, he cured many of their infirmities. And Plagues In Matthew chapter 15, he said to the woman with the issue of blood, he said, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee as thou wilt. As she said within her heart, so let it be is what Jesus told her. And she too was healed. And so that very hour it happened. In just one hour, something she fought with for nine years was healed. That's the kind of God I serve. He'll bring former rain, He'll bring latter rain, and He'll do it in the same month. He'll bring healing, and He'll do it in the same hour. He'll bring blessing and restoration, and it happens in just a moment. Even a lifetime of sin, my God can forgive that sin in the waters of baptism. In the name of Jesus. After Jesus' encounter with the woman at the well in John chapter 4, Jesus looked at his disciples because she brought the entire town to come and meet them of Samaria. And the Bible tells us Jesus turns to his disciples and says this. He says, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. He was saying the field, it's supposed to, on the time clock, be ready for harvest in another four months. But Jesus is saying to his disciples, look, the whole city came. They're ready right now. The harvest has come right now. That's the kind of God we serve. He's a right now God. He's a God in action. Even today and in today's age, I believe there's miracles happening on a Sunday morning all over the world that are just like in the book of Acts. I believe it. I have that kind of faith to believe that there's people receiving the Holy Ghost just like they did in the book of Acts all around the world on a Sunday. It already happened in the Philippines. It already happened in these nations that are ahead of us in time in Australia. It's already happened. Somebody received their healing on a Sunday morning. Somebody got their blessing on a Sunday morning. Somebody's drug addiction was broken on a Sunday morning because they called on the name of Jesus. And they that call on the name of Jesus will be delivered. Hallelujah. We are that field that Joel spoke of. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 7, it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. Praise God. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. He took some dirt, and he made us from that dirt. That's how he made him and breathed his life into him. Amen. That sounds awfully like, a lot like that field that we hear about in Joel chapter number two. It's a barren field. It's just dirt and it's just good for nothing. But when Jesus fills it with his spirit, when he breathes his life into that dirt, that dirt can receive new life. That, That dirt can receive life that's just like him. That dirt can be made in the image of God himself. Do I have anybody who's born again in the house that knows about that life that I'm talking about today? I received life, He breathed it into me, and my field was made fruitful. (laughs) Hallelujah. You see us New Testament born again believers? are the fulfillment of the prophecy that Joel gave. Peter quoted this scripture when the Holy Ghost was poured out on the believers in the upper room after Jesus died on the cross and was risen and he was preaching to the onlookers in Jerusalem. You see, there was 120 people who were praying together in an upper room and they received the Holy Ghost just like Jesus said that they would receive the Holy Ghost. And so they spilled out onto the streets, and he began to preach the gospel to them. And I quoted it in your hearing a while ago that Peter said this. He said in Acts 2 and 16, he said, But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. You see, it's not a stretch of a preacher that is connecting Joel chapter 2 to the experience of Pentecost, but rather the Apostle Paul made the statement himself that this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is the fulfillment of that prophecy that you have heard in your Bible. Hallelujah! What's interesting to me is Peter was preaching... Just outside of an upper room in Jerusalem. And he also made that statement, this statement while he was preaching. He said that we have David's tomb with us today. He, we have David's tomb with us today. In Acts 2 and 29, you read it in your Bible. And so it is believed in history to this day that because of this statement that Peter made, we know the approximate location of the upper room Get, take it to history class for a minute here we know about where maybe the upper room could have been because we know where david's tomb is praise god and when he was preaching this he was likely saying we have david's tomb with his hand pointing at it here with us today as he was preaching and so this is significant and i'm going to tell you why The reason that it's significant is it just so happens that King David's grave is on a particular hill in Jerusalem that is called Mount Zion. Mount Zion is where King David was buried. And in Joel chapter 2 and verse number 32, it says this. I read it in your hearing as we open our text. It says, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered, for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord said, and in the remnant of whom the Lord shall call. Not only can we see clearly in our Bibles that in Acts chapter 2 and verse 16 that Peter quoted this same prophecy and said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. But we have evidence to believe that the upper room where the Holy Ghost was first poured out, was on the very hill, on the very location that Joel the prophet, he prophesied that it would happen, that on this hill, on this Mount of Zion in Jerusalem, the deliverance of the Lord will be poured out. And whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. It happened in the Bible, just like the prophet Prophesied. Hallelujah. Deliverance came to Jerusalem. And deliverance is also for us here today. I've come to tell you that there's spring coming to your life today. That there's something good that the Lord is going to do today. That the Lord will do great things. So rejoice. Because that prophecy of Joel was fulfilled in the book of Acts, so is it fulfilled for us also today. Let me tell you something, though. Joel was very descriptive about what kind of things would happen to this person that's delivered. He described what kind of things should occur in that field and in that farmer's life. He said this, your floors shall be full of wheat. Fats shall overflow with wine and oil. The floor is where they would put all the wheat they had gathered from the field, right? You kind of understand that? He said they'd be full. There'd be no room. Praise God. That's how the Holy Ghost is. Because... Peter said to them that this is for you. And he said that as many as the Lord our God shall call are going to receive this experience of the Holy Ghost. So it is for you that your floors shall be filled. You who receive the Holy Ghost, you that walk in the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us in John 7 and 37, it says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit. Jesus was very specific. John was very specific in his writing here. It says, but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given. You see, John, he heard Jesus say that when you receive the Holy Ghost, it's like a river of living water. Praise God. Rivers aren't very well kept sometimes. They can go a little crazy sometimes, as our state has experienced in like the last month. Rivers can just go anywhere they want. They can overflow their banks. That's what Jesus was describing, is that the water I'm going to give, it's going to be a flood in them. It's going to be so much that I put in them that it's going to just flow out of them, and it's going to be living water. Praise God. I want living water flowing from me. Hallelujah. I want the living water of God that's overflowing out of me. In the name of Jesus, I've come to tell you that God's not done working through you, but there's a river he wants to spring up out of you to reach and to restore and to give life. Your floor shall be filled. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty good to me. I like it when, you know, I would love it if my bank account said something like, sorry, you have too much money. You can't put any more in here. <laughs> Although there are some banks I won't put money in. Praise God. You hear about the news this week. You know, don't want to just put it anywhere, all right? <laughs> Praise God. But can you imagine you getting that phone call? Uh, Mr. Garza, you know, we, we see you just have so much money and you just keep putting it in that, man, we can't do this anymore. Like, you're going to need to just give it to someone else. You know, we, we, we can't just gamble all this money. No. <laughs> Sorry, just slid that in there. Praise God. The floors will be full. Have you thought about that? That when we f- rejoice in the Holy Ghost, when we walk in the Holy Ghost, he fills our life. We got joy, not happiness, but joy from the Lord that no one else can give. I've seen people go through some of the most crushing of situations in life, but because they walked in the Holy Ghost, they were filled. They were full. There was enough, and they didn't lose their mind. They didn't walk away from God, but the Holy Ghost kept them. The Holy Ghost sustained them sustain you. The Holy Ghost can keep you. Oh God, Galatians, Paul says this in Galatians 5 and 22 and 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Meekness temperance against such there is no law. In Galatians 6 and 8, Paul sums it up like this. He says, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. We often quote Galatians 6 and 7 and 6 and 8, and we think of the negative context of that. People who sow to their flesh, they're going to be destroyed because they're going to reap what they have sown. But let me tell you something, when we sow in the Spirit of God, it is equally as important in the Scripture to note that the goodness of God will be reaped in our life if we will sow it to His Spirit. He will give us life everlasting. I don't know about you, but I want that life. I want that love. I want that joy. Oh, Lord, I want that peace. People pay so much money for peace, but there's peace from the Holy Ghost. If you'll tap in, if you'll let that river flow in you, you will have real peace. Peace from God. Love from God joy from God. You don't need a church service but you just need to walk in the Holy Ghost every day of your life and he will fill you with his joy. You don't have to wait till a Sunday to get your pick me up from the preached word but God can fill you with his love wherever we walk. It's not somebody else's floors, it's my floors. Oh, God, help us to have a personal feeling of the Holy Ghost. Just coming to church is not enough. Just being a participant is not enough. Just being on board is not enough. But we've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We've got to allow it to happen like the prophet Joel said. If we don't have it that way, then we didn't get it the right way. God, fill us so that we have everlasting life, so that we have rivers that flow out of us. Oh, I long to hear the stories of an apostolic Christian who just met somebody, and just from their meeting of somebody, they could feel God. Not just in me. And I do seek that God would use me but in you. Oh, God, have mercy. I pray that just anybody in this congregation, that just somebody in this congregation would walk so filled with wheat that the others that are hungry can eat of what we have. They can eat of the fruit of the spirit that we have. Praise God, not just to ourselves, but let us be a tree even to others. Praise God. He also said this. He said, And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. I find this interesting. If you study the book of Joel, you'll find that God had sent some things to eat up their field. God sent some things to make it desolate. Sometimes God is refreshing us. Sometimes he purges us. Right. Right. But he says this, even if I purge you, I will restore the years. Oh, praise God. The rain that I give, that the rain that God gives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah it's so much more effective than anything else that it will buy back the time hallelujah nobody knew this better than the apostle Paul for he struggled and every time he would testify he would talk about how uh, he was not a good person to the Galatians church he said that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and I wasted it wow I think he means wasted it in more than one way. He looked at even his life as a waste. I don't know about you, but I have been there and felt that way before. That what I was doing, it was not useful. Who I, how I was living, it was a waste. And we live in regret. But God gives us the promise. Hallelujah. That even if there was a time where it was wasted, There was a time that your life was desolate. When I give you my spirit, when your spirit, his spirit is inside of you, he's going to restore the years. Hallelujah, Paul arguably did more in his ministry than he ever did in his persecution of the church of God. He saved far many more than he destroyed From his prior life, it's because God blessed him. It's because God exalted him. It's because God, through his spirit, made a way that the next part of his life was greater than the prior part of his life. If you've come in here and you've lived a life of sin, if you've lived a life that is wrong, or if you feel like God has purged you, I've come to declare and speak and prophesy in the name of Jesus, fear not. The Lord will do great things. The Lord has more for you. He wants to change you. He wants to make your next story the best story of your life. He wants to change and make you free. You can be made free. You can be made whole. And it doesn't take a long time, but it just takes the Spirit of God flowing in us. Rivers flowing from us. Hallelujah. I talked about her a moment ago, that that woman with the issue of blood, she said within herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment." I will be made whole. And she was made whole. Praise God. Just from one touch from the Lord. Hallelujah. All the years of the past, all nine of those years of her past were stopped and gone. Praise God. Something we don't talk about enough is how the Holy Ghost, it erases our past. It takes it away. Praise God. You might have come in here and you might have sinned last night. You might have sinned this morning. But the mercy of God wants to touch you. And if we'll walk in the Spirit, I promise you, friend, He can throw away that past. He can erase that past. It can be put under the blood of Jesus in the waters of baptism. And through the Holy Ghost, He can make you into a new creature. I don't think Paul was meaning that we're in our final state the moment we receive the Holy Ghost, but that God, he keeps working on us. He's made you into a new creature, but he's still making you into a new creature. Praise God. I want that breath of God in my life. Without it, we're just dirt. Dirt can't grow anything good on its own. You know, like I said earlier, just just from some rain, you know, you just have weeds. And the weeds aren't pretty. Right? But when there's the farmer involved, he's intentional. They can even take a field and they can just make it not tomatoes anymore and make it an almond field. With the beautiful almond trees, they grow because the farmer knows what he's doing. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm just thankful for God's restoration here today, that he will restore the years that the locust had ate. Even if God destroyed it all, I'm going to make your years even better. Hallelujah. He says this too. And ye shall eat in plenty. Somebody say plenty. And be satisfied. There, there's people, they, they spend a lot of money looking for peace. Looking for satisfaction. Right? But I come to tell you today, it's all here. There's no reason to be afraid. There's no reason to be afraid, oh land. But God can make it so that I have plenty. He can give me his satisfaction. Jesus told the woman at the well this, he said, whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. That's a reason to celebrate here today. Hallelujah, that God gives us water that makes us never thirst again. Hallelujah, and he says this, but The water that I shall give him shall be in him, a well of water springing up into life everlasting. Hallelujah. I've just come to believe here today that there's somebody who's going to leave this place satisfied. There's somebody who's going to leave this place made whole. There's somebody who's going to leave this place made free. And the past is gone. And the years are good that are ahead. But even at this very moment, he can make you satisfied in Jesus' name. We don't have to worry about anything else. For Matthew 6.33 says this, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. He gives them an example. He says, hey, look at the birds. They just fly around. They're just chilling. Look at the lilies. They they don't toil. They don't fret. Because God just takes care of them. When we're in his spirit, when we're a part of the kingdom by being born again, you have everything taken care of. You have plenty. I I come to just say it here, that that there's somebody who's struggling, maybe even financially. Why don't you speak it? I have plenty in the name of Jesus. God is going to make a way in the name of Jesus. Fear not, O land, because I will be made satisfied. I will have plenty because God is involved, because His Spirit is moving, and His Spirit is working in me. David said, This I've been young and I'm now old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Praise God, when we receive God's righteousness. David said, Those that have received God's righteousness, they got it all taken care of. You got a reason to smile here today. Even if things are breaking in the house, cars are breaking down, people are getting in car wrecks. We were driving down the 505 yesterday. And this, this, uh, this, this guy, cool guy in a Mustang, he decides to kind of race this, this other dude, and it's raining. Not a good idea. Maybe I'm speaking this in the Holy Ghost. Somebody who drives fast in the rain, don't do it. Praise God. Because he just whipped over into the fast lane, and he started spinning and spinning, and he's only one car length behind me. Lord have mercy, and I drive a hybrid, so I step on it, and it will not do much, but it gets ahead just enough. And this guy spun and spun and spun. You could ask my wife. I just started screaming, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. She didn't know what was happening until she looked in the mirror, and there's this guy spinning, headed towards us. He spun off right into the shoulder, landed in the ditch. Didn't flip miraculously. Wow. But I said all that to say, when we're righteous, though, God takes care of his righteous. He takes care of us. Praise God. He protects us. He said that he's never seen the righteous uh, forsaken. He's never seen his seed begging bread. He is merciful. Praise God. And lendeth. God lendeth. What did he say? He said, you who lack wisdom, you can ask, and God will pour it out. That's what God does. He, He lends. Oh, you need a little bit of help? You need a little bit of joy? Here, have my joy. But I come to tell you something. It comes from the Holy Ghost. He ain't going to just drop it out of the, the air like a package being dropped from an airplane or something. And hit you in the head. No. You have to have that connection. You have to have that river living inside of you. And when you have that river living inside of you, he said, I'll give you plenty. If you're connected to me, I will make you satisfied. In the name of Jesus, I speak over the people of God as they seek you. I pray make them satisfied. In Jesus' name. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. Come on, you got to do it for yourself, though. You've got to receive it from God for yourself. You've got to have the Holy Ghost in operation in your life for yourself if you want your field to be plenty. Praise God. And that is where he said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And it happened in the book of Acts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But not only did he say that he would do it, but he also promised another thing. Somebody say another thing. He said that your young man will see visions. Your old man will dream dreams. Praise God. Now, what what does that mean? I think it means many things. This is just, you know, Brother Garz is preaching today. So if I'm wrong, Pastor will correct me. And I'm serious. If, If I'm ever wrong, he's open to correct me, please. But I think it means many things. I think it means, yes, dreams, yes, visions. Just like they did in the book of Acts, where Peter was caught up in a vision. He literally saw this, this platter come down of the, of the forbidden you know, food for them to eat. That's a vision that he had, right? I believe that that would happen. But I also believe that it means that we can see what God is doing next. We can see God working. And he can give us a dream. He could give us a godly dream. When we're connected in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He can give us a dream. He can speak to you. God speaks is what I'm simply saying. If we're connected in the Holy Ghost, you'll hear his voice. You'll hear his nudge. It might not be a voice that's audible, but it might be something that God puts in your spirit. Oh, I need to go pray for this person. You ever felt that? Let me tell you, that is of God. The devil would not tell you to go pray with somebody. So you might as well say it's from God to go pray for this person. Amen? And, and maybe it's a, it's a, hey, pray for this person in your private prayer time. Then do that. Amen? We ought to listen to his dreams. We ought to listen to his visions. Because God works through his people. You know, we could go into a whole Bible study. There are gifts of the Spirit that God gives. But we have to have the Spirit of God. Amen. The church is going to be the church. And it's going to do ministry. And it's going to reach the lost if we're connected in the Holy Ghost. God will give you a vision on how to reach your community. God will give you a vision on how to reach your neighbors. God will give you a vision on how to fulfill our pastor's vision. Hallelujah. He'll put it in you. But we have to be connected in the Spirit of God. We have to walk in the Spirit of God. And we ought to allow it to be a river flowing out of us. Fear not, O land. I just want to say this, it might not look like much right now, but God is working. It might look like it all got chopped up and purged right now, but the Lord said, fear not, O land. Fear not, O land. Hallelujah. You ought to speak that to yourself even when it looks like that everything is going the wrong way and things aren't working out for the good, I come to tell you it will work out for the good. It will be plenteous. It will be full. It will be overflowing. And you will be satisfied. And God can use you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The scripture also tells us And I will show wonders in the heavens and the earth, blood and fire, and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord to come. I don't have time today, but one day, I don't have time today to tell you this, all about it, but I want to tell you that one day we will see the Lord. And if so, we must have His Spirit within us. Romans 8 and 9 says but we are not in the flesh but in the spirit if so that the spirit of God dwell in you now if any man have not the spirit of Christ he is none of his You have to have His Spirit inside of you in order to be His child, to be in His kingdom, and to see Him face to face one day. You've got to have the Holy Ghost inside of you. It is absolutely necessary if we are to have that hope of seeing the Lord and being with the Lord. Hallelujah. Brother Lucas, if you'd come. Today I'm claiming this. I'm claiming that this is that. Which was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that. Somebody say it's this. This is what it is. I believe it. Because the Bible proclaims it. And it happened just as Joel prophesied. And not only did it happen just as Joel prophesied. But it happened in me. It happened in most of you in this room. Hallelujah. We've received that plenteous, that full floors. I, you, you could, I, we could testify in the physical. God has done incredible things. There are not very many people. I, I'm just going to brag on Brother Chase just because y'all probably don't even know. But Brother Chase, Brother Chase has been working at Philip 66 for like 25 years. 23 years, Brother Chase is the superintendent of a plant. Okay, he's in charge. He is the boss of the bosses. You know what I'm saying? He's got. He he is the he is the uh, the head honcho. He is el jefe. He's 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 in charge. Now, some of you might think, well, okay, he just got that job 23 years ago. He he just walked in and, and said, I'm in charge. And just they, they just gave him the job right away. No. He put God first. And God worked him from the lowest level job, turning the wrenches, just, just working the shift work to the very top, walking in the Holy Ghost, That's what God will do for you he will make your floors to be filled he will make the oil to be overflowing what did he say he said try me and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't even have room to receive he said that about tithing but I come to tell you it's not just your giving but it is your giving That's necessary. But it is also walking in the Holy Ghost. For if you walk in the Holy Ghost, if you receive the Holy Ghost, spiritually, God will make you alive. Spiritually, God will give you life. And that's worth more than any amount of money that anybody could give. What did the sorcerer say in the book of Acts? He said, hey, I want to pay you some money so I can have this power you have, Peter. And he said, oh, that's not how it works. God sends the Holy Ghost. He sends it. The Bible tells us, I believe that's the story where the city was filled with great joy. Praise God. Great joy. I don't think the words on the page really describe what Jesus has meant to you and I that are in this house that have received the Holy Ghost. He makes the difference, not just physically, not just spiritually, but also emotionally. Praise God. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes emotions happen and they hit you. All of us, I'll tell you one thing, all of us will will experience grief one day. But the Holy Ghost will help us. The Holy Ghost will give us plenty. Hallelujah. I've come to just claim this here today, that this is that. That my floors will be full of wheat. My barrels filled with oil. That the best days are ahead of me as we stand to our feet here that I will eat plenty and be satisfied, and God will put a praise on my lips. Hallelujah, I will be used of God, and I will meet Him one day. Hallelujah, we have that hope of glory. But even while we are yet here, why would you not partake of what Joel prophesied? Why would you leave it on the table? That true joy that fills your floors. That true love that fills your barrels. Hallelujah. And it's joy that you can eat plenty of. It's peace that you can have plenty of. Praise God. You can... Receive and receive and receive and be satisfied. I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful that I'm satisfied. I see so many people around me in my life that lack emotionally, that lack spiritually. Hallelujah. But I come to tell you, He's filled me. He's filled me. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us this in 1 Corinthians 14 and 4. He said, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. You see, there's a sign that happens when you receive the Holy Ghost, and that is you will speak in tongues. You will speak in a language you've never been taught before, but that is God taking control of your tongue, and it is a sign to the unbeliever. And... The Bible tells us something interesting here, though, that when that happens, it edifies the believer. You're built up. You're not just just saying words. And it's, it's not just worship to the Lord, and it is worship to the Lord. But he also works in you through it. In another scripture, he said that he will pray for things that we even know not of to pray for. God works in us, and He works in other ways when we receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost is what I'm trying to say here today. Walk in the Holy Ghost is simply what I'm trying to say here today. The prophet said, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord, shall be delivered. In that Mount of Zion, it happened. And that's a physical place where it happened. But Peter told them this. He said that it's for you and it's for your children and it's for all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Jesus told them that it would start in Jerusalem and that it would go to the uttermost parts of the earth. It would go everywhere. It started there. Joel said it would start there, and it did, but it's not over. It's supposed to go everywhere. Hallelujah. He tells us at the end of his sermon, we, we don't hear the end of Peter's sermon, but he says this with many other words that he exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. You've got to save yourself if you're going to make it to heaven. And it's not from us alone, but it's from us walking in the Holy Ghost. Fear not, O oh land. I know there's a lot against you. I know there's things, there's problems that are happening. Everything's not perfect. Fear not. I rebuke that spirit of fear right now off of you. Through the Holy Ghost, you will have that peace. Through the Holy Ghost, you will have enough. Hallelujah. I want to open these altars. If you receive this word here today, and you want to receive the Holy Ghost, and you want that river flowing up out of you, I want to invite you to come down to this front. We'll pray with you. I believe if you've never received the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues like they did in the Bible. I believe that God is going to pour it out on you right now. I really believe that right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You who have received the Holy Ghost. You want to speak in tongues as the Spirit gives you utterance. And let God edify you. You want to let God build you up. And you don't want to leave it here. Don't just leave it here. But make this a part of your life. Walk with God. Hallelujah want that